I have a special guest, my very, very good friend, Zenny, who I love so very dearly. He is here to talk to us about random stuff. And we're just going to he- be here talking and having a very fun conversation about <laughs> the shenanigans we used to go up to or get up to when we worked at a very interesting clothing store. Because prior to this, or if you listened to my last episode before, we I have a ton of experience working retail, unfortunately. And this job that I had with Zenny was like... <laughs> It it sucked. To say the least, it sucked. And the one thing that didn't suck, though, was the fact that I got to meet this dude and we just got to go get up to like just stupidity half the time. So (laughs) I just want to say welcome to the Chiona podcast, Zane. Hello. What introduction. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute pleasure an absolute pleasure to be here and i do remember um us working together at um that retail place that we were at at that mm-hmm. mall in that city mm-hmm. yes it was uh, it was a lot of fun and we got up to a lot of weird stuff around that place I, it was um a weird place to say the least mm-hmm. if you guys are listening and you hear his accent i promise you it's real i promise it's not fake he's not making it up i know it's it's British. Yes, uh, people, um, you know, are confused sometimes when they hear it, and I understand that. Uh, so I have to really clarify who I am. <laughs> so I'll do that a little bit. You know, I arrived into uh, Canada, Toronto, yes. in 2012, at, <laughs> uh, at 16, and I kind of just been living here. And do you still- feel like? Yeah. Do you feel like you've like fully? Like, I guess not, well, I wouldn't say like assimilated, but I mean, like really just like gone more so into like Toronto culture and like all of that more than like, obviously from when you were living in England, would you say that you identify more so with like Toronto than back Yeah, then? my my whole identity is, it's a whole conversation that I, I think about all the time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's not, in regards to Toronto and London in particular, there's not much difference. Like I'm not, I wouldn't really consider myself British. I would consider myself a Londoner because mm-hmm. London itself is, is it's, mm-hmm. it's, its, own, it's its own kind. And mm-hmm. so Toronto and London, they're not so different. So after a while, I, I began to, you know, understanding the unique cultural significance, but also understanding the similarities. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't feel so out of place. But to say if I'm more London or more Toronto, I don't, I don't know. I think okay. that that's yeah that goes back and forth a lot of times because mm-hmm. I remember when I first met you I was like what uh, wh- what like and I remember <laughs> I remember one time when we were at work I tried <laughs> I tried to do like the same accent as you and when we were inside when we were in the store and customers would come in both of us would be speaking with a British accent and customers would be like what is going on here <laughs> you made me use the accent so much you made me exaggerate it all the time You're like, Dude, no, no. no you know what I you know what I remember is I remember one time you were helping this customer with like we were finishing up a sale with a customer and I told you I was like Zane please please for me can you please say cheerio <laughs> when they leave when they leave and you're like okay I'll do it and you did it in the most you did it in the most subtle of ways too because you're just like all right thanks bye like thanks Thanks for stopping by cheerio and I started dying I couldn't even contain myself at that point 
oh god that was fun but yeah I mean working there was just it was a time but I think like the way that we would spend a lot of our time at that place was time well spent because then we became close and we became really good friends you know 100% I'm so thankful to be there to have met you I mean that was really worthwhile um considering what the place was kind of a prison in regards <laughs> to the place itself I mean like I mean I feel for those who work in places where there's literally like four walls and it's just yeah it's just it's just you and it's not a high volume place where yeah. we were so you would literally if you were there by yourself you would be talking to yourself a lot of the times no it, exactly and that's surprising that like even still half the time there would just be two of us for the whole day basically right. like no customers would come in because mm-hmm. those of you listening this was like a high-end store like i'm talking like you'd have to pay like 80 dollars for like a yeah. t-shirt yeah. it was it was crazy so obviously people People out here aren't going to spend that much money for that, you know, that that type of stuff. And the brand itself wasn't really that popular. So fun fact, it actually closed down a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, the place is done up. I don't even know why we're hiding their name. Like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> those guys are out of here. Yo. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, people didn't want to really shop there. So most of the time, it would just be me and Zane doing absolutely, <laughs> absolutely nothing. But also at the same time, we would be exploring the very, very amazing world of Reddit and specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically yeah. Am yeah. I Ugly? If you ever want to search it up, just go on Reddit, type in Am I Ugly, and you'll be introduced to a very interesting world. Do you want to explain what the Yeah, well, I, I may explain. You, you introduced me to this world, <laughs> but I will definitely because you did. And I haven't forgotten ever since. So one time, right, I was at work, right, twiddling my thumbs and stuff. Like the the store was probably at like three dollars seventy five for the day, <laughs> like, and that's a good day, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah comes along, and then I'm just like, hey, welcome. We got four or five hours just to you know hang out here, and she's like, yo, have you been on Reddit? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I gotta show you something. And then Sarah introduces me to this thread called "Am I Ugly," and then I go on it, and it's like. I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where it was all my life because I needed this. And I saw this, I was like, wow. And it was basically people, okay? So individuals, you and I would go on this, uh, this subreddit and basically post a selfie of ourselves, one of our choosing or how, how many pictures of ourselves. And then people would give us, we would want uh, people to give us honest feedback on if they think we are ugly or attractive or not. And like people would do this consistently and still are to this day. It's mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And because yeah, that was a while ago that we did that. Yeah, that w- that was well. And it it's it humored us and wow, yeah, no. It was <laughs> it was a lot of people asking if they were ugly or not. And we were conflicted about how we should feel. Like, is this entertaining? Should we be entertained by this? Yeah. Do we actually want to have ourselves be posted on here and get to you know? <laughs> Well, would you like now, would you ever have the confidence to post yourself on something like that? I mean, I don't want to sound so ridiculous and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to toot my own horn or anything, mm-hmm. but I think um, I, I wouldn't consider myself ugly and I, it doesn't really matter to me anymore. I think at a certain time, yes, mm-hmm. I would have, which is why I can kind of relate. Mm-hmm. I think definitely, even until I was like probably 19, 20, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. would want to know because i was unsure for a long time yeah so right now i'm glad to not, not be concerned about wanting to know that information but back then how about you um i mean thing is is i'm a very honest person so i like giving people like my honest opinion about things like my mom always says that 
like I'm very honest about things I'm very like to the point so I feel like I'd kind of want the same kind of treatment where people would be honest enough to tell me because like to be honest with you I'd rather somebody say straight up like just be like yo you're so ugly and then I would and then at that point I'd be like okay so that maybe there's somebody else maybe there's somebody out there that actually thinks that but am I going to take that to heart or anything like that? No, because that's just their personal preference or anything like that, right? So, so I mean, sorry, you're saying you wouldn't post yourself on it? Um, no, you know what? One of these days, I think I will. Just, just out of my own. Oh, you still will. Okay, okay, never mind. Not even. Just for my own curiosity. No, just for my own curiosity's sake. Like, I just kind of want to know if, like, there's a universal kind of idea of what people think is attractive and that's kind of what I like I guess like we'll branch off into is like is there like a universal thing for men and for women to be attracted to something like for me it's always every single time without fail it's always somebody smile like Mm. if you can smile really nicely like that is like done deal package it send it to my house no, I get that. Uh, for me, I'm very like, I'm trying not to be, but I have fallen in love with aesthetics, with people who I post pictures online. That's the thing about pictures. Like, mm-hmm. I could post pictures that I know that if I put on the Am I Ugly thing, mm-hmm. people are like, What are you doing? You're not ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I could also take pictures of that I just took this morning looking, you know, and I could post that. And like, <laughs> yeah, I can see why you're here. And yeah. I think it's just, you know, <laughs> it's, the, I think it's also the illusion, the disillusionment of the pictures and what we see. That's um, I true. Think that has a big idea of what constitutes if someone's ugly or not. Well, because I think especially now with like social media where we can actually use filters and we can like touch up pictures and whatnot, we're really only choosing like what people like what we want people to see, right? Or like our best moments and things like that, like of us really looking like to the nines. But I think as I've as I've explored more of the idea of social media, I've kind of come to the point where I don't really care how many likes I get or I don't really care about like what other people think about it if I like it then I'm gonna post it type of deal but that's just me I know a lot of people might not feel that way but but like like going back to my question is there something like if you're if you're looking for a girlfriend okay mm-hmm. let's hypothetically if you're looking for a girlfriend and obviously we love to say that the personality is what matters it's on the inside but dog come on now are you really yeah. gonna tell that somebody's a funny human being by just looking at them of course not so yeah. when you yeah. first look at a girl what is like the first thing that you're like immediately drawn to? I think it's immediately the eyes. I think uh, I'm, I like to have eye contact with mm-hmm. someone who has lovely eyes. And to have that, that to me is like, and, and to, to me, the, the intensity of that is, yeah. I'm very much like, yeah, like a pretty face has definitely led me to places where, you know, has destroyed me. But uh, I think, <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, smile, t- teeth is good, you know. Mm-hmm someone who like takes care of their teeth also is great mm-hmm. I know not many people mention this but it's also like this is the stuff that really matters mm-hmm. to me myself so mm-hmm. yeah I would say that I mean physically in, in terms of I mean there's other things I could talk about but mm-hmm. I try not to um yeah because <laughs> <laughs> well, like usually usually when I talk to a lot of my guy friends mm-hmm. the first thing the, the first thing that a lot of them will like talk about is like the person's looks when a lot of times, like if you're looking at this from the outside perspective, a lot of people think that's really shallow. But yeah. how are you really supposed to determine if you're attracted to somebody's personality if you can't look at them type of deal? I get that. I think there's also a difference, you say, between looks and like presenting yourself. I think there's also like... That's true. I mean, like I... Because I figured out... I'm Because there was a time in which I myself was insecure. I'll be really real. Like I didn't think I was good looking. 
for a long time in my life. And so I'm like, well, what do I do? I want to be uh, like, I, I want to be attracted to women and I want to attract women or girls or whatever. So I, I went out and I, I did my Googles and it was all about presenting yourself better than how you feel about how you look. Like if you can't really physically change, it's all about presentation. It's all about everything else that comes along with it. And that to me is like, is attractive. It's not necessarily looks, it's how you present your looks and what you have if that makes any sense no 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 no. that's a good point I mean I think at the end of the day if a person see I always tie this back to when somebody can't dance okay so hear me out hear me out hear me out okay okay. a lot of my friends or like I would say a lot of my Caucasian friends or white friends Mm -hmm. obviously it's like pretty much a universal fact that a lot of them don't know how to dance okay okay and me being a person that has been dancing her entire life basically mm-hmm. I I think of it in a way that's like this where you don't know how to dance that's cool or whatever but mm-hmm. other people don't know that other people don't know that you don't know how to dance but as long as you in your heart mm-hmm. dance your butt off how, how you have never danced your butt off before and you do it to the best of your ability and you're having fun and people can see that then that's what matters because at the end of the day you could be pulling some weird moves but when people see how confident you are in that, mm-hmm. you can't help but admire it. Yeah, it's it, precisely. It's it, if you can pull off the rhythm, if you can pull off the look. I think that's what what, what you're really saying here. It doesn't really matter about skill. But mm-hmm. there's nothing like seeing someone enjoy themselves in their element and not care what anyone says. Something in that is like cool in itself, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I've I've made like a total fool out of myself half the time. Right, it's right. that idea of like not being able to care about it or like at least like recognizing, okay, like, yeah, I look like an idiot, but like, it's whatever now. <laughs> like, I, I, there's nothing I can really do about it. Yeah, exactly, me. exactly, yeah. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty, yo. Yeah. I talk a lot on this podcast about dating and relationships and mm-hmm. things like that. So as a very special guest on my podcast, I'm going to turn over the reins to you. I need to hear like one of your, like, like, like a story that you always feel the need to tell people like that you learn from when it comes to a relationship, something like, it could be something small. It could be something big, really stupid, whatever you would like to share. I'm all ears and I'm sure all my listeners are all ears as well. So take it away, my friend. Well, here's, um, okay, wow. How do I even begin? But I think one, here's what I have to say about this. Yeah, the whole itinerary is just like, I'm I'm at the ready. I have, yeah, I have like a very special message to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in regards to this idea of being in the fantasy. And personally for me, if there's anyone else who actually has grown up and have believed in stories and fantasy and television and movies, this is for you because I didn't really realize this until much later, but I have been living in my own narrative of what I think mm-hmm. like relationship should be mm-hmm. yeah, and the kind of people I want to go for and I've been in long distance relationships and more than one or two and I think it's not really a specific story I have to say is that this idea of me being attached to someone mm-hmm. has, uh, really has caused me to really think about who I am as a person mm-hmm. and what I really want in life and the fact that I for me personally, I in, in I it seems to be difficult to meet people who are closer by as opposed to people who are distant. Mm-hmm. I think that really I I get caught up in the allure of social media and mm-hmm. the allure of distance and the fact that we seem to always want things that we can't have. Mm-hmm. You know, in certain ways, and I don't know why this is um, 
such a repeating thing in my life, mm -hmm. a repeating theme, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and growing up, uh, I'm trying to get out of this idea of a fantasy and this idea of what a real relationship looked like. And I think that's what um, makes me nervous of this idea of the real final relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I've been living, I guess you could say, in, in my own fantasy of what an idea actually is, but you know, I fell flat a bunch of times on on that. If that makes any sense. No, no, no. I I get what you're saying because especially I think especially like a person like me, I like when I date somebody. Usually the intention is like I'm trying to be in this for the long haul, dog, whether you like it or not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but like the kind of idea is where if I'm going out with somebody or if I'm dating someone, the idea is like, I really see something serious and being able to build something. And a lot of times when that doesn't meet your expectations, you're like, throw, like there's like a curveball that's thrown at you and you're just like, okay, like I wasn't anticipating this. I don't know what, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do now type of deal. Cause I feel like my last relationship was very much like that where a lot of times I set myself up for this idea of the person and all these things we were going to achieve together and the fact that we hadn't done all those things yet or because he was at a different point in his life than I was it was like it was like well like it overwhelmed me and I was like oh, oh the, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what to do you know so no I I, I get where you're coming from with that I know sorry also to realize that me myself I have I'll be real I have had toxic traits that I didn't fully recognize until later you know, for me, so I, I, in certain relationship issues, I always have been like, yo, it's the other person, it's this, it's that. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I, I think I've been cool for most of the time. But then I actually had to reflect and be like, what have I done? What, have I, what things have I said may have contributed to, to some sort of toxicity and some sort of behavior like that? Um, and like, that's just me being real and being, being honest. And growing no, up that's good. Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize how they because oh, everybody wants to be the good guy and everybody wants to be the hero in their own story you know what I mean exactly. like everyone wants to think that they're the ones who were so good and that they did everything that they possibly could in the relationship right. or like they weren't the ones that were like really hurting somebody and oftentimes when we don't take that time to reflect on the things that we've done to the other person a lot of times it, that's just exactly the way that it comes out. It was like, oh, it was all their fault. And they're the ones that did this. And they're the ones who did that. Right. So at that point, you kind of have to take a step back and be like, hold on, maybe, maybe, just maybe, because obviously every situation is different, but maybe, just maybe I'm the toxic one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just, just pretend to rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, like, I can only respond to certain situations how I respond to them. I can only react in certain ways. And I understand that um, my emotions are going to, you know, I can't, this, this idea of controlling emotions, we really, is really appealing to, mm -hmm. in this generation of what we like to talk about, you know, always staying strong and always making sure everything's mm -hmm. put together. But in situations such as these, it's really hard. You kind of feel like thrown against the wall. Well, I think like even building a relationship with somebody in a pandemic right now is like so. Great. <laughs> yeah, no. You shout can't... out to the ones that are doing it. And if it's going well, shout out to you. All of the best luck to y'all. But yo, like, like it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a vibe. Season already knows. That's all. It's not fun. It's not fun. I, it's only because it's, it's, because the days are so repetitive and mm -hmm. the idea of talking to each other consistently when really there's not much to talk about 
for me, I feel like that's the case because there's not much that we're kind of doing. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's hard to motivate. It's hard to be motivated to talk about new things. Mm-hmm. I think that has been one of my issues, and not not just with relationships, but close friends too. And that stuff you have to be responsible for someone else during the time where you really have to be responsible for your own mental health. Oh, for sure. Clarity, and this is like you know it, the responsibilities are. are kind of they they've during this time they've expanded so much more no of course especially because like when you don't really know somebody and like when you when you're starting to recognize like hey this is what they're dealing with or hey this is what I'm dealing with right now and I don't know how they're going to respond to something like that it all becomes so unpredictable because when you start dating like even like without like let's let's scrap this pandemic thing like if you're going out and meeting people that unpredictability factor I don't know about you it scares the hell out of me Mm -hmm. there's the hell out of me because I've gone out with people before or I've gone on dates before where like they've said one thing over tinder or over text message or over the phone they've said one thing and then I meet up with them completely different like it's just it's a whole different vibe and like I think that whole aspect of like actually physically being in the same room or like being able to physically see each other that contributes to it a lot too like Mm -hmm. ridiculous amount and I didn't realize that until this whole thing happened right would you care to share any examples of 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 like a of like a story like that yeah I mean off the fly I I, one of my first episodes I talked about this guy that he was like he was cool or whatever when I first went on that date with him what was I forget what his name yeah 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 but I like he was cool at first but then like when he started hitting me with the questions about oh like you look like the type of girl I want to marry and introduce to my mom on the first date dog on the yeah on the first date yeah no i no yeah what would you do okay let me let me turn it back to you what would you do if a female did that would you react the same way or would you have been like nice about it what what? i want to know guys point of view from this because a lot of guys will tell me like a lot of my guy friends will give me these stories about yo man that chick show yo she was mad crazy she was yo she was crazy bro blah 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 blah. things like that so please so if if that that she, she wants me to introduce need to parents like asap yeah basically like like on like if you went and met up with this girl at mcdonald's yeah, <laughs> at mcdonald's first date you guys hardly like you guys really don't know each other that well you've been talking for like maybe like four days mm-hmm. and she says something like that and after i give her a junior chicken and an iced coffee so already Jeez, it's okay <laughs> okay I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean like, I'm, I'm not putting it past anybody because whether you. you are female male whoever you are I'm not putting it past anybody to do things like that I mean it's awfully nice but it's also not it's also awfully concerning that's the <laughs> issue here I mean it's it's both things at the same time um, but uh, and you kind of feel like you kind of not you kind of feel sorry for someone who does like if you ever said that to someone like you you feel sorry for you saying that it means like have I was I the not, first nice person you've ever met in a long time do you know what I mean well it, it, in a sense because you feel like if someone says to you like wow I want you to meet me to my parents like right like immediately and it's like <laughs> we just started talking like we just met already yeah. I'm gonna be a little bit concerned about that um yeah, just be like but do you think nice but it's just a bit too quick especially if it's on a first date yeah but I mean do you think that there's like some sort of there's like some sort of limit on what you can and can't talk about on a first date because like that is like the huge thing for me oh like, yeah let's not talk about that but I mean like is there other things that you think like that you shouldn't bring up on a first date 
well with me and rule see with me i'm like i can be pretty open-minded like mm-hmm. if you want to talk about your ex on the first date like <laughs> if it's an interesting story i'll hear it you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i'm not caught up in this idea of like another man you know like, <laughs> like you got the next person you like, with another person before me <laughs> You know, what? and I know people think like that, but I'm, trying, I'm not, trying not to be that attached to it. Yeah. You know? But, and also you can tell a lot from a person with how they talk about their previous partners on the first instance. So I find that pretty interesting. I've never but, thought about that, yeah. Yeah, but in regards to like what you can or can't talk about, I, I, um, I, I other than talking about being rude or being a rude person, I can't see what would really, that would put me up, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's all, if you're complaining, on the first day about things and all you're doing is complaining i'd rather not and i've been on dates where it's just like people don't realize it because you know that's just how they talk but they don't realize that every single sentence is a complaint that's true actually that's funny that you mentioned that because now i just remembered this date that i went on this was back in my second year of undergrad and there was this guy at my school my cousin and I were, we, we were, we were in like this lounge area and then this guy started talking to us and then he eventually asked for my number and I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And I didn't think much of it. Cause I was like, okay, like whatever, like I'll just give it. And then that's it. And then we actually ended up hanging out. We went to Boston. We went to Boston pizza, which is a very respectable place. I love their food. It's good. It's good. And so we sat there and it was so awkward because he was on his phone most of the time. Like, I was just like, okay, you're the one that asked for my number and you wanted to hang out with me and you're on your phone half the time. But there was also that element where he would be like, I don't know, he would be really like snarky with his comments and stuff. Or like, I guess, like, is that a way that people kind of like flirt with other people sometimes where they're very snarky towards the other person or they'll like, I don't know, like I said, I need a guy's point of view on certain things like this because it's, it's weird where he would be like, oh, like, he'd be like oh so are you enjoying yourself or something like he would say stuff like that and i'd be like huh yeah this yeah. guy sounds like he goes on the red pill subreddit and he takes <laughs> like yeah no that this guy seems like he's just trying to exert the masculinity by being nonchalant you know mm-hmm. that's to a lot of people is alpha male energy right like they're not even supposed to give a fuck while they're on a date you know but, you know like, that's that's the one thing that I'm like very much like oof. like unless I specify like hey I'm waiting on a call or hey I'm waiting on something or or like we're just waiting we're we're just waiting for something to I guess like maybe like waiting for the bill or something that would really be the only time I'm pulling out my phone but other than that like I think that's like the rudest thing ever when you people just pull out their phone midday and start talking yeah well because then at that point obviously my conversation with you is not interesting enough or it's definitely not more interesting than what you got on your phone liking girls instagram pictures or something like that no i get that completely uh for me i i I get a bit of pet peeve i've also but i also noticed how like common it is for people to take out their phones and just scroll through it unfortunately so i can also see people just using it because they don't even really think about using it but for the most part, like I, I, if I'm on a date and if I know if I care about being with someone and I've set time, I'm not looking at that phone unless I feel it's necessary and polite and appropriate to, because I think that's just the bare minimum. Like that's the least thing you could do. Like, like does it, you should focus on the person and the phone should come later. Like, but people feel as though it's just like another part of their limb. So it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that's no, I understand that aspect. That's true. 
and to 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 say more about this date that I went on at Boston. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So uh-huh. after we after we finished eating, it was so like you know that you know that part when it's the end of the day and you don't know whether you guys are gonna hang out afterwards. Mm. Or- just gonna go your separate ways or like whatever it was so weird because so we left the restaurant and I was just like okay so and I didn't say anything like I was just like okay so and he just like he was here's the thing is like I feel like a lot of ladies they want they want like to have like a like a solid plan where somebody knows what's going on or somebody knows like how to like lead into things but this man just like stood there and was like well I don't know like um, okay listen I fell victim to a Toronto man okay because that's basically what he was (laughs) okay (laughs) so he was like he was like oh well you know like I don't I don't know I don't know whatever whatever whatever's cool with you yeah yeah, yeah. just that super like nonchalant like you said that nonchalant behavior and maybe that's what it was he wanted to seem like he was the alpha but like oh boy yeah at the, at the end of the day you end up looking awkward like <laughs> what do you well think? that's what i mean like i swear it's like it's like this idea that like if they say more than two words then they're like like immediately the female's gonna be like or like the girl's gonna be like dog what's wrong with you yeah 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 like please throw me a bone something please <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the 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 nonchalance and the idea at the end of sorry the end of that date like I would always want to like not be nonchalant towards the end I would always be like well it was really nice meeting you and I can always tell if things like are not going to lead anywhere but I just like take the experience for what it is okay well take care until next time if it feels like it's awkward it's awkward cheerio (laughs) cheerio until next time you know what you'll talk to me I'll talk to you yeah a little bit more if not that's fine i just i wish you the best yeah and that's that's the attitude we should have this like it's an experience for the experience at the end people always feel like it's gonna lead to this it's gonna happen this yeah yeah, yeah. okay so then Uh let's hypothetically think again you're at you had a great time with this girl or you don't know how the date went you don't know how the date went it's kind of like hit or miss you're kind of like okay and it's the end of the date and you're like ready to say goodbye and you're like all right well it's nice meeting you cheerio whatever yes yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you go for the first kiss or no um if so you know what i do now mm. i actually ask if they would like to be kissed Ooh, a man ladies and gentlemen a man asks for consent we love that uh, yeah well now i realize that that's really really important and like now just ask, and i don't think it's a problem and i ask for it and they just say yes so they say no and it was like okay and then you know so this idea of like who goes for this kiss so i was like let me ask and like a lot of the times it's yes so okay hey! <laughs> a lot of the time it's okay so i just uh, have to put that in i just got dates lined up back to, forth, <laughs> back, to back to back so, but what i'm saying guys is don't be afraid to ask because like at the end of the day even if they say no they'll respect you for even asking shameless plug because on here some people might not know and some people may know that you have dabbled or are dabbling into the world of music and if you don't mind i don't even care because this is my podcast we can do whatever the heck we want please 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 what is your music all about please tell the world tell the people thanks well i don't want to take too much of time but i I (laughs) (laughs) appreciate this but yeah no i've been in love with music since i remember sitting in my car listening to it while my mom like would drop me off to places Mm -hmm. and ever since then i was like wow i was just really attached to it you Mm -hmm. know and i 
began to envision myself within these songs. I live in songs, kind of like when I was living in movies and these fantasies, mm -hmm. like songs really mattered to me. And under the idea of creating my own, which was which is amazing, it's just a dream um, that I actually had as a kid. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've been spending so many years practicing different styles of rapping and singing on mm -hmm. different production and really just trying to create something. And over time, I just grew more confidence in doing it. And I decided to uh, dedicate this year to creating all different kinds of songs, arranging with all different types of topics and kind of creating something that's me, trying, just showcasing everything that I've been practicing for these last like six, seven years, basically. Mm -hmm. It's taken a long time to even- Damn, that long? Yeah, I mean, like, literally in terms of, like, I used to be just, you know, in when I was in Canada, first time alone, didn't have any friends, and I was just listening to, what, Channel Orange that came 2012, that August, you know? Uh, that came Fire out. Album. Yeah, what a great album. And I was just listening to Drake, who was just about to transcend to being a pop star. So mm -hmm. it was, like, a, quite a significant time to be mm -hmm. in Canada to listen to music. Mm -hmm. and, America. And I was writing like, when I was back then, imagining myself, you know, what would I say and this and that. Just, mm -hmm. So yeah, ever since then, I, I, I knew that like, I actually, since I got to Canada, I would actually want to pursue some music in some kind. And before you know, I've made songs already and I'm proud of them. So I've already done stuff that I'm pretty proud Yeah, of. dog. No, I'm super proud of you too. That, that music, I'm your number one fan. Okay. Don't forget me when you're famous. I appreciate you always. Thank <laughs> you. <sighs> This was so much fun. So pleasant. <laughs> so delightful. When I was thinking about the people that I wanted to invite on here, I knew, I knew 110% that I had to have you on here because I like every time you and I meet up and talk to each other, there we never run out of things to say to each other. Like yeah. I've noticed that. We never, ever, ever run out of things to say. Well, yes. Thank you once again for coming on to my podcast. I really appreciate it. And where can people find you on Spotify or SoundCloud or any of that stuff? Please. Sure. Yeah. Well, Zenny, Z-E-N-N-Y. That's my name. You can follow me on social media at Zane's Conscience. Um, that's long, but I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'll drop it. I'll drop it in the next. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Check me out. Yay. 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 And alrighty, that's the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a bit of a long one, but Zane and I had a really great time doing all this. I had to make so many cuts because we were talking about so many different things. And it was, a, like I said, it was a really fun time. And if you ever want to check out his music, it will be in the description. And I will be posting it on Instagram. So if you want to check his stuff out, you're more than welcome to do so. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We are starting the month of June, which is crazy, which means that the year is half over, but not to fret. I promise there will be some exciting things happening in the months to come. Let's not lose hope, guys. Let's let's try and stay positive here. I am doing my best. I promise you that. <laughs> I also kind of wanted to bring up to the year guys' attention that this is the month where I officially become a published author, and it's been a dream of mine since I was in the fifth grade. And I'll talk more about that in another episode, but I just want you guys to keep your eyes out for that. Or if you want to ask me what my writing is all about, I can go on for an eternity about what my research is. So yeah, just shoot me a quick message if you want to hear more about it. Or if you want to read my article, then by all means, hit me up. But other than that, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you so very much. Okay, bye.